Here's a few short episodes from April 2021. I guess we were still doing some rioting uh, related to police shootings. And the first one, that happened during the George Floyd trial, but I think it was be actually the riot was actually because of some other police shooting. And then what about cops shooting Hispanic people? Don't you riot for that? Well, answers to that stuff coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So it looks like violent protest is the new word for riot. I think the idea is that riot is racist, you know. I mean, we know what a riot is. If you got a riot, you're being racist. If you say, oh, that's a riot, you got to say, oh, that's a violent protest. Um, there's been a few articles online, checking other articles online to see what they called it. Uh, let's see. So ABC said, in quotes, protests turn violent. Okay. NBC uh, said, in quotes, unrest, and they also said, in quotes, violent protests, and then uh, ABC had a funny one where, the main, you know, this is nightly news, uh, I guess these are all nightly news, um, said, in quotes, they said the cops were, in quotes, in riot gear, but then they were, you know, who were they fighting? They were fighting, in quotes, protesters. So I think the idea is America needs to make up for slavery. And one of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to um, not use the word riot. We're going to we're going to call it violent protests. And I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know who that's helping or hurting. I think the answer is it's. It's just, you know, it's virtue signaling that. It either does nothing or it's contributing to the fact that. uh you know, black people are killing each other like crazy ever since George Floyd. And uh, I think because, you know, they've been falsely told that America's racist. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's the worst country in the history of the planet. It's the most racist country in the history of the planet. And, uh, you know, you, you may as well just go out and do whatever you want. You know, take a gun with you and do whatever you want. Because, I mean, this this country is intolerable. Which, you know, that's the messaging from the media. And... As I like to point out, almost every episode, it's gotten, at this, well, the last I checked, it was like 2,000 extra black deaths, you know, including toddlers, including children. Um, but boy, I think we're going to, might, you know, it's going to go over 2,000 here pretty soon, I bet. You know, can we hit 3,000? I mean, get a few more of these uh, Minnesota riot things going. We might be able to hit 3,000. I mean, Chauvin, I guess Chauvin is, he's, he's the, the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin case is going to be over like next week. So we'll know. We'll see. We'll see exactly what kind of riots we get out of that. And the weather is turning a lot better. A 13-year-old boy named Adam Toledo was shot by a police officer in Chicago. And he died. Today, it's... April 15th, 2021. Now, what's interesting about this case is that it was a Hispanic boy and people are protesting. You know, you don't hear about Hispanic people being shot by police and protesting. I mean, it must have happened. There must be some famous protests about that kind of thing, but 
I can't think of a single one of them. But anyways, that's what we had. 13-year-old. That's, you know, it's a tragedy. A gang-banging 13-year-old. It's a tragedy. There's a couple videos of what happened. There's the officer's, uh, whatever, the police cam that the officer has on their chest. And uh, that one shows a kid with their hands up right before they get shot. So that that's not a good look. But then also there's a, uh, there's like a, they're next to like a parking lot or something. And there's a camera that films the parking lot. And so that, that camera angle shows that the kid throws something. I think, it, you know, basically they're like, there's a kid with a gun. I'm chasing after the kid with a gun, you know, and maybe the officer's lying and it wasn't a gun. But anyways, whatever the kid was holding, probably a gun. The, uh, the second video angle shows that he throws, he just, you know, the, the officer is chasing him, and right before the officer catches up to him, the kid throws the gun, and then the officer shoots him. So it's like, throws the gun, gets shot. So, you know, that's a little, that's a little complicated. I mean, whatever. If the officer, did, and it's, it's all at night, of course, so if the officer didn't see exactly what he was throwing into the, bushes then he might think he still had a gun probably did think that i don't i doubt the officer will be going down we'll wait on that who knows who knows on that stuff but the uh you know funny i guess we'll say funny not ha ha thing was i was watching the msnbc segment on it and so they're like they're following you know there's a protest you know the, the shooting must have been on the 14th anyways there's a protest going on and they're like, you know, oh, the Chicago police, they're so terrible, and, you know, we got these protests, so on and so forth. You know, this, this is like some other protests that we had. But then, anyways, the reporter's like, okay, they're, you know, there's a reporter on the street, they're in the middle of the protest, and they're like, the family has said, please don't be violent, you know, talking to the protesters. And she's like, and the protesters have done what they asked. So, this is the first shooting I've ever heard of with a Hispanic, you know, it's making national, start, you know, mildly national news, and it's the first time I've ever heard where the family's like, don't go riot, and then they didn't go riot, and uh, I think, you know, something about this being a Hispanic boy, I think accounts for all these abnormalities, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a shame that that's the reason, but that is the reason. So this is a dangerous game that the media plays because if they, it's kind of like the hate crimes against Asians, where it turns out those are all committed by, all virtually all of them are committed by black people, and it's just like, you know, it kind of breaks down your white supremacy uh, narrative. So now if you allow Hispanics who are killed by cops to kind of, you know, to jump into the narrative, then you're getting dangerously close to like letting for instance, white people who are killed by cops to get into the narrative. And so this is this is from about, this is from three days ago. So three days ago, the Washington Post has a very comprehensive database of people killed by cops. And you can look them up by race. You can say, I only, I only want to see unarmed ones. I only want to see black ones. I only want to see women. You, know, you can do whatever you want. And so three days ago, I looked up, the race of the last 10 unarmed people killed by cops. 
And so I'm going to um, read them out to you right now. This is, this is representative. You know, go check it any day you want. Sometimes it'll be a little more of this, a little more of that. But anyways, here's what it was on, uh, I guess, January, February, March, April 12th, 2021. It was Hispanic, white, white, black, black, white, Hispanic, white, black, and then a white woman. So, you know, you might think it's like, oh, black man, black man, black man, black man, but it isn't. Well, you know, although go check mass shootings and you will find that that is black man, black man, black man, black man, black man, black man, white man, white man, Hispanic man, Hispanic man, black man, black, you know, whatever. You get the idea. But anyway, so looks like the, you know, anyways, on the day that I checked, it was two Hispanics, five whites, three blacks and a white woman. So. Anyways, the media has a narrative that they want to push, and they better be careful, because if, if anyone ever looks at the data, it's going to be like, you have got, you've riled up black people and gotten black people to kill each other. You, the media, are responsible. You are covered in black blood. You thought you were, you know, you thought you were fighting white supremacy, which doesn't exist, and yet you, instead, you're just covered in black blood, you, you know. I think you know how I feel about them. Screw them. Okay, thanks for listening. The Adam Toledo case where the 13-year-old in Chicago was shot and killed by a cop has made me think a little bit about some uh, police reform ideas. So the way that shooting went down was the kid, I guess it was 0.8 seconds. So the kid was running away, he's holding the gun, he turned around, and then within, in, in slightly less than a second, about a second, so something like, boop, boop, so that's very, you know, that's how much time, in between those two boops, is how much time the cop had to make some life or death decisions, and, you know, some people think he made the right one, some people think he made the wrong one, but in that amount of time, it goes from the kid... His hand is, his right hand is down at his side with the gun. And in that amount of time, he's able to toss the gun and pull his hand up, you know, so, and pull his right hand up with the palm facing forward so that he does it with his left hand too. So in that 0.8 seconds, he has both of his hands up, palms forward, showing that he's unarmed. So the cop had that 0.8 seconds to figure it out. And of course, it's at night in the dark. After, it's really, I guess it was really the kid's friend. The kid, the kid was 13, but he was hanging out with his 21-year-old friend who was going around shooting the gun off in the air. And then it sounds like the cops rolled up, or showed up, and the 21-year-old gave the gun to the 13-year-old, and then they both ran, which is... That 21-year-old is probably going to go down for murder of some sort. But, so I've heard from a few people, one idea is that the cops should not be so protective of their own lives. You know, it's like, if there's a tiny chance that the criminal will kill you, then you kill them first. You know, that's, uh, I mean, I think that is kind of what's legal right now. It's like, you know, if they're reaching into their glove compartment... And you don't know what they're reaching for, then you can shoot them. Because they may be reaching for a gun. 
And I ain't saying that's right or wrong. It's just kind of how it is. But I've heard a number of people say, yeah, basically, they shouldn't be so protective of their lives. And so, you know, that that is one solution. Like, you know, instead of that cop being like, oh, he's, you know, he's pulling up a gun, you know, maybe you, whatever, you wait a couple seconds to see if his hand does come up with a gun. Or, you know, maybe even more extreme, you wait till he, you know, maybe he pulls up a gun, but he doesn't shoot you, right? He just holds the gun up, not aimed at you. So then, okay, so, so that'd be one one thing you could do. Or, you know, maybe you wait until he starts actively shooting at you. You know, you could be like, the rule is they have to, you can't shoot them until they shoot one bullet towards you. Or you could, you know, I mean, you know, the, you can make any rule you want, right? This is a democracy. People can vote in politicians. They can make any rule they want. Uh, you know, and if you if you have to make a constitutional amendment to do it, then... At that point, you can literally do anything you want. You can be like, a cop can't shoot back until the suspect has fired three shots towards the cop, or seven shots towards the cop, or whatever. I mean, you know, we can make any rule we want. So the question is, what rule should we make? So today is uh, April 16th, and so maybe like two weeks ago, one or one to three weeks ago, Bill Maher was saying... Yeah, they shouldn't be so protective of their lives. That that was one of his ideas for police reform. And so it just it got me thinking. Like cops make decent money. I think they make like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, depending on their like little town, little little BFE town, or if they're in a you know, a big city. And I don't really think they make more money when they're working in like a high crime area than a low crime area, although they should make more money or less money, depending on those two factors, because they really, you know, it makes the job, you know, if, if you're, if you're a cop in the suburbs, like cops in the suburbs, they'll work 40 years and never pull their gun a single time, you know, it's, it's a very, very safe job, but I don't think if you're in the worst, you know, if you spend every waking hour in the worst neighborhood in Baltimore, uh, it's not quite so safe. So here's my idea. You could maybe like, you say, you know, so cops make 50 to 100, okay. Instead, what you do is you say, okay, you you add 100 grand to that. So now you're making 100, 150 to 200K, and you don't get a gun. You got you to do the exact same job. You can't carry a gun. I think, I don't know why I chose this, but I think what you get is an axe handle, like a piece of wood. And you got to go out. You got to go out and deal with criminals with guns. And you got to take them down with an axe handle. And, you know, now that's dangerous. You may you may die, but it's worth it because you're making an extra $100,000 a year. I mean, heck, every 10 years, you got an extra million dollars before taxes. And I was thinking, like, I would take that. You know, you know maybe maybe you could say, you know, you can, you can give a cop the option. It's like, you can either make 50 grand a year and carry your gun, and you can shoot someone right when you think they're about to, do something bad before so you don't get hurt or for 150 grand a year you can just attack those people with an axe handle and i think in my in my opinion or well for myself i would uh i'd rather have the extra 100 grand and i do it with an axe handle and then finally if they start shooting at me and i'm holding an axe handle i would run away and i would quit okay thanks for listening
Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening. <laughs>